Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to age time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Tuesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We are with you till 10 a.m., I'm Sean Pendergast. He's Seth Payne. How are you this morning, my friend? I'm good. Other than my watch, um, I, I, I left my watch off for a while and forgot uh, it wasn't at the right time. So yeah. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah. I hadn't set my watch, and uh, <laughs> that's a very specific thing that's irking I, you this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was. Uh, <laughs> It's, I've been basically like 25 minutes behind the entire, oh. but I didn't realize that I was 25 minutes behind until about 26 minutes before the show. I got you. So I was, uh, so luckily I did realize that and now I'm, now I'm good to go. You're here now. That's the important thing, man. We got a ton of stuff to get to today, man. There is a lot of, there is a lot of stuff. The draft is so much more fun this year than it's been the last couple of years. Have some more fun. A lot of the fun of the draft has been, obviously the Texans have a high pick, but because last year it was just such a horrid year for quarterbacks, it wasn't as exciting. This year it's better because because there's there are four guys that are very possible top five picks, and yet none of them stand out head and shoulders above the rest. Other, I mean, people say Bryce Young does, but I feel like there's still there are a bunch of teams that just flat out are afraid of his size. Yeah. So it's created just so much intrigue. And in that the fact that the number one overall team doesn't look like they want to draft the quarterback makes it super intriguing yeah it really is and I feel like too and we're gonna talk a lot about this today but if it feels like Seth having had a chance now yesterday to go through a lot of the combine conjecture and evaluation and things like that didn't really get a chance to do much of that on uh on on Sunday um going through a lot of it yesterday it sounds like CJ Stroud's kind of closed the gap as much as you can close the gap on somebody throwing against air yeah. Like CJ, CJ Stroud, look, this matters to these guys who evaluate this stuff. Like, I think it's a little silly, but it matters. He seems to have, he seems to have closed the gap on Bryce Young a little I, bit. I don't know. I, I think part of it might have just been, as I saw a couple of different places from anonymous execs cited and whatnot, that seeing Bryce Young in person freaked him out a little bit. Whereas when you see CJ Stroud in person, okay, this is a guy that looks like an NFL quarterback, you know, uh, and the ball placement 
is something that they knew that C.J. Stroud had, but I guess, I don't know, I guess some guys just wanted to be able to see it at field level or, you know, close to it and just see the ball come out of his hands, all that. Um, I I think it might be more about the fact that seeing C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young side-by-side side in person, there's a big disparity. Well, and in, in some of the pictures, like Bryce Young, you know, between drills and between – little appointments and things like that at the combine guys are just walking around with their backpacks and things like that. Like Bryce young is wearing, he's got on like a hoodie and a backpack. He looks like he's on his way to algebra class or something. He looks like he, a staffer. He, yeah. Or he looks like uh, a yeah, sophomore in high school compared to these guys. Yeah. You know? like he's He the, looks like an intern, like yeah. the summer interns that, you know, like uh, when Deshaun Watson was a ball boy for the Falcons. Right. You know? Right. Like, right. He's he shagging, a little bit like that. shagging balls at the, at the drills for quarterbacks. Yeah. If I were his, uh, if I were his agent, I might've advised that look, dude, all right, you got this new muscle you packed on to wave two Oh five for at least a couple hours yeah. in the morning. Uh, you, you gotta be sleeveless. You gotta be walking around with tight fitting clothes, nothing baggy. Uh, don't wear the backpack at all. If anything, maybe uh, a briefcase or something. <laughs> and, right. Uh, just yeah, look as mature as possible. And no lifts. hats, no anything. <laughs> right. And lifts, yeah. And lifts in your shoes. Well, you know what? Honestly, big sneakers. You yeah. know, running yeah. shoes. Those are yeah. uh, the ones that people keep telling you and I to buy. The the fancy ones with the the you know the they're like they look like big balloons on your feet. Hokas oh, yeah. or hokas or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So um. So we got a lot of draft to get to today's franchise tag deadline. Um, also this, this was the lead on the sports, uh, on, uh, TV this morning on both stations that I was flipping around on here in town that the Tennessee Titans, according to Jim Wyatt, Jim Wyatt, who's long, been a long time writer in Nashville covering the Tennessee Titans. He, I believe works for the team now on their website and he had a mailbag, uh, uh, like a, you know, one of those mailbags where people send in questions. And yeah. one of the questions was about the Oilers wearing the, or I'm sorry, the Titans wearing the Oilers throwback uniforms. And Jim Wyatt, yeah. answering a fan's question about those uniforms, wrote, quote, the plan is to wear them for a home game in 2023. The exact game is still TBD, but I've already said, I suspect it will be for the game versus the Texans. Wouldn't that make the most sense? End quote. Okay, so this is interesting because I was uh, I had seen the reports that Jim Wyatt was a Tennessee beat writer. The fact that he works for TennesseeTitans.com and is an employee of the team makes it less likely that he would just throw it out there that, uh, I don't know, I'm hearing that I, I feel like it might be the Texans unless they are just uh, completely loose about that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. I got to say, honestly, uh, dumbest possible thing they could do in so many respects, for one, it's got Letterman jacket written all over it. So if it if the Texans end up drubbing the Titans, who look like they are very much in rebuild mode, there's a, they look drubbable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks like Derrick Henry might be, uh, you know, potentially traded. It's a it's a mess over there. But that also look, I mean, this is supposed to be something for the fans. Tennesseans don't care about the Oilers uniforms. They spent one year as the Tennessee Oilers, and it was when they played at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. And uh, like, there's no, there's no nostalgia there for the Titans. It's just, it's, it would be a complete and total selfish move by the Adams family, as they would get gussied all up for their ex as their ex came into town, and they would basically be cuckolding their, the Titans fans right in front of them. They'd say, hey, hey, Texans, I re remember the good times we had? 
I just we've been over here in the land of cousin love for too long. We miss we miss being unable to date people that were closer than third cousins. It's it's weird over here. I I hope they do this. Um, I'm with you. It's definitely got uh, blow up in their face potential for the Titans yeah. for sure. Um, I hope they do it. I look. I have long said that since the Titans have access to that uniform as part of their lineage, that they should, they should, if they really want to, if they really want to troll badly, they should, they should bring it to Houston. They should wear the Oiler throwbacks and come out the tunnel at NRG Stadium wearing the Oiler uniforms. Take it to the next yeah. level. Bring it on Are our, they, uh... bring, bring, bring it right into our backyard. I, I like your thinking. I don't think that's allowed, though. Is it? Don't they wear? I don't their, know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I haven't looked up the rule book. I'm just saying it would make for some great theater if they. It should... would make for some great theater. Yeah, yeah. They probably they're probably allowed to do it wherever. It's just the NFL figured. Well, nobody's going to be dumb enough to wear their throwback jerseys in a in a visiting stadium. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, something to stoke the home base fans. They should make an exception for teams that have moved. You know what I mean? Like they should. Yeah. Like the well, the Ravens don't. The Ravens don't have the uh, the Brown. The, the Browns own their history. That would have been fun if the Ravens. You know, because the Ravens lineage yeah. goes back to the Cleveland Browns, but the league let Cleveland, the city, keep the Browns' history. So when the Browns re-expanded in 1999, it was basically like they had just gone away for a couple of years. Um, but they, they they should make an exception for the the Titans. Yeah. I think. And I know we always get a bunch of questions, like without delving too deeply into intellectual property law. Basically, you got to remember the NFL teams are all business partners, and um, aside from the actual legal part of it, like Frank, like the Titans basically have possession of all the Oilers stuff, yeah. and the Texans aren't allowed to just use it willy nilly, um, however they choose. Even I know they floated out the idea of the throwback, but that's something that's got to get approval from the league. No, but I'm glad you brought that up because I do think part of this because there's a there's probably a big part of this like okay why now like you've had this yeah you've had this intellectual property for two and a half decades now why now <clears throat> well why now is because the, you can tell the texans we know the texans are looking at a uniform change in 2024 and they've already started yeah. to float gear out there that it, it's in a shade of blue <clears throat> that resembles the oiler blue it resembles the columbia blue they're calling it h-town yeah. blue but you can see sort of the the shots being fired back and forth here well are they shots fired, or is it um, a subtle business negotiation as the Adams family is trying to raise money for a new stadium that uh, uh. maybe there's a little price tag attached to that? Yeah, you know that Dan <laughs> – one thing that Dan Snyder is being criticized for now is that apparently he sold the rights to his own personal private plane – uh, to the t- to to Washington to put the Commanders logo on his plane, he charged the team four point five million dollars. Oh, jeez, <laughs> himself! <laughs> oh my god! Which I mean, that's got that in and of Dude. itself. Aside from the the NFL part of it, just the whole uh, whatever tax laws you might be able to be trying to get around by chart like four point five million dollars to put a logo on your private plane. That's unbelievable. Is there uh, like is there anybody other than Justin Bieber or people like that that would actually be able to justify that as a business? That expense? that is the oh that is God. the the f- like first world problems all capital size seventy two yeah. font. All right, uh, we're off and running on a Tuesday. It is franchise. Tag deadline day. We'll get to that a little later on this hour. But up next, uh, quarterback movement. The first domino falls, Derek Carr. And how does it affect the Texans? We will get to that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you on a Tuesday, Payne and Pendergast. All right, dominoes falling in the uh, quarterback realm. Big one yesterday. Seth and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, so when? who do you think is going to sign when? Of these quarterbacks. Is Rodgers going to get traded? Is Carr going to sign? Is Garoppolo going to sign? And I think we had Carr going first to sign. Little did we know it would happen less than an hour after we were talking about it yesterday morning. Uh, yeah. Derek Carr signs with the Saints. Before we get reaction to it, here's Ian Rappaport on the details of the contract. Here are the details on the contract. It is a four-year deal worth $150 million. That includes $100 million in total guarantees, but the breakdown is important. And of course, for Carr, working on a contract that fit in the constraints of the Saints cap situation was certainly something that was important and I would say necessary. He gets $60 million fully guaranteed at signing that spread out over the first two years. So no matter what, he makes $60 million. There is an additional $10 million in year three, but that vests early. That vests after year one. So making it through year one means that he gets, in all, $70 million fully guaranteed. That is the price for a starting quarterback, and that is now the price for Derek Carr as the top free agent available lands in New Orleans. I laugh all the time when these guys reporting the guarantees. Like It's $100 million guaranteed, $60 million at signing, $10 million if he's on the team after a year. I'm guessing the other $30 million is for injury. So it's some of it's funny money. He's definitely getting $60 million, and if yeah. he can just hang on for a year – He's going to get $70 million guaranteed. Needless to say, it's a it's a better deal, Seth, than the one he could have had if he had approved a trade to the Saints. He had a no-trade clause, Derek Carr did. So he met with the Saints. There was a trade all lined up. Derek Carr said, nah, I, I get $40 million if, if if you trade me there. But if I say no to the trade and you cut me, I could get more than $40 million. And he did. He's going to get... In, in all practicality, at least $70 million bucks out of this deal. Yeah, so um, and it's funny because you know, the various reports out of the Combine said that there didn't seem to be a lot of interest in Derek Carr. It might, might be a while. It just goes to show you that a lot of the, the rumor mill at the Combine is still like an old-fashioned rumor mill there, where there, a lot of people talk to various people, and some people know things and some people don't um, at various times. 
you'll hear that uh, you know the the Colts could or the Bears could totally trade out of the first overall pick. Uh, that other times you'll totally hear that there's no way they're trading out of the first pick because there's no interest. So I guess I, I'm if I were to use this as an example or a cautionary tale, I think that. There are people saying that the Bears aren't going to be able to trade out of the first overall pick because there's not a lot of actual interest in it. I don't buy that because all it takes is one or two teams. Yeah. All it takes is two teams especially. If two teams really feel strongly about one of these quarterbacks, then they'll go up there for it. And they'll be able to they'll be able to spend and justify spending way more than the Texans to move from two to one. So I guess that's the that's the one part of it. The other part of it is that okay, so now Derek Carr is off the market. Geno Smith signs a three-year, $105 million deal. Um, to go back it, to Seattle. Yeah, to go back to Seattle. And that doesn't necessarily preclude the Seahawks from drafting a quarterback. Nope. You nope. know, Geno Smith makes $52 million in the first year. So if they have a rookie quarterback, like they'll be able to clear that salary off of Geno Smith next year if they decide to start their rookie. Um but it also, I think, maybe gives the Seahawks a little bit less urgency to trade up. So I, that, that's good for the Texans. Um, and then we, the game, we, real quick, we should point out yeah. Seattle has the fifth pick in the draft because they right, have Denver's right. pick. So they're in right. position to do that if they want to. Yeah. Right, they're in position to do it, but they like – they. I could see the urgency being a lot less right now. I agree. They might have gone – Pete Carroll's getting old. They, they might have gone into this, this draft with no quarterback in place if Geno Smith had gone elsewhere. Um Feeling like, all right, well, now we got to do it, and uh, let's just get up there to number one. Yep. So I feel like I, I feel like the Derek Carr scenario hurts the Texans in terms of potential trade ups, whereas the the Geno Smith helps the Texans in terms of potential trade ups. Yeah, um, I think the other thing, uh, Houston wise, is that um, the Saints play here at NRG Stadium next year. They're one of the Texans' opponents at NRG Stadium, so you'll get a firsthand look at Derek Carr. I'm just in pissed his, off. In his new oh. duds. And hopefully we can get that kind of press conference out of him. Is, uh, yeah, uh, Derek Carr, who seems to have a much bigger grudge against the Texans than David Carr himself, uh, just always does feel like he feels like uh, the, the Texans did my brother wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, I need to go out and avenge. I need to avenge my brother's name against the Texans who, who, who besmirched him in his honor. Derek walks around with more grudges in general, I think, than David Carr did. Just, yeah. He's pissed off. I'm just pissed off. He's pissed off. <laughs> Sorry to get emotional. <laughs> I'm just pissed off. Yep. Um, so, so, so the first domino falls. So no Derek Carr. I, I guess the other ripple effect with this is that Derek Carr had met with the Jets twice, reportedly. So yeah. that looked like it was moving in the right direction. Derek, uh, Derek Carr to the Jets. Evidently not. I think the Saints immediately become the favorites in the NFC South. The list of quarterbacks in the NFC South outside of Derek Carr is a pretty its a pretty sad list or a very young list or both. As far as the Jets go, you sent me this tweet this morning, Seth. Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, I believe Pro Football Network now, if I'm not mistaken, tweeted this late last night. Per sources, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets had conversations today. While nothing is imminent, Rodgers is open to the idea of going to New York. Now, I'm assuming... I'm assuming, since he's under contract to the Packers, yeah. that if these conversations did indeed take place, if Trey Wingo is accurate on this report, that it was done so with the permission of the Green Bay Packers, which yeah. which would which would be a big step, by the way. It would be rare for somebody like Trey Wingo to report something like this. He's not um, a newsbreaker. 
Right, and uh, Blake, and I don't, th- I don't think he would break it without, you know, I don't think somebody leaks this to Trey Wingo without it being above board. I, I, Otherwise, I would agree. Trey Wingo would have reported that there wasn't permission if that was if that was the case. That would be the big news story. Um, it's weird that he didn't report that there was permission. I guess so. I who knows. It does feel like uh, maybe people aren't all that accurate with Aaron Rodgers' information these days. I think Aaron Rodgers got a bunch of his uh, – I think he's got too many of his, his uh, psychedelic buddies that maybe are out there. <laughs> they maybe, maybe they hear things under the fog of yeah. a trip they're on or something and sometimes don't quite get it right. Yeah. So they, they, they're a source, and they're saying what they believe to be the truth, but they've got the details wrong, which happens. Yep, you know? it does. It's not, they're, not doing it, you know, they're not doing it out of spite or anything. They're just a little off They're just times. stoners. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, look, they're leaking from another dimension, okay? Right, right. And sometimes they, between dimensions, the message gets altered a little they bit. They don't even know they're doing it. Yeah. Um, trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Four six two two. Got a few people ask this. Uh, we were talking about, in the open to the show, we were talking about the Titans – Sounds like they are going to be wearing Oiler jerseys in 2023, according to Jim Wyatt, who writes for their team website. Um, and presumably the Texans game would be one that would be high on the list of priorities to wear Oiler uniforms because they own that property. We were talking about uh, how the, the Browns, the Ravens had to leave the Browns history in Cleveland. So we got a text, a few texts like this, 4622. Why were the Browns allowed to do that and we were not? You know Bob McNair would have paid a lot for the Oilers' history. All right, a um, couple things. You look this up, Seth, the Browns part of this thing. Well, I couldn't remember the timeline of it. Just the, the specific timeline was that when Medell uh, left or was leaving, the city of Houston and Brown – or the city of Cleveland and Browns season ticket holders sued Modell, and part of the agreement they hammered out was that Cleveland would be able to keep the Browns – records, history, all of that stuff. So that was done at the time. Um, You know, when the Oilers left, there was no ownership group in place or anything. And the sense I always got from the Texans was that they didn't really want much to do with the Oilers' history. Um, They wanted to kind of forge the new brand name without having to always harken back and all of that other stuff. So um, I... I would disagree with the notion that Bob McNair was willing to pay a lot for that that team history. Yep, but concurred. now it, things have changed. Now I think Cal and Hannah McNair have a different view of it. Yeah, so um, so that's that that was the that was the difference right there. Why the Browns got to keep it? Whatever ownership group was going to get an expansion franchise in Cleveland, they were going to be the Cleveland Browns all along. Uh, yeah, after after yeah. the lawsuit. Um, all right, uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. It is a uh, it is a Tuesday. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. By the way, is the number that those people are sending to the trailer wheel and frame text page to uh, to hit us up. Um, anonymous GMs, boy, Mike Sando is just the best. Mike Sando writes for the Athletic. Anonymous current GMs and executives executives dish on the top ten picks in the draft. What are they saying about what happens at one with the Bears? More importantly. What are they saying they think is going to happen at two with the Texans? That is next. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. We love anonymous GMs. We we love GMs and executives who will go on the record with Mike Sando by not putting their name on it. They're our favorite. Because um, yeah. it's good content. It is. This time well, of year, finding out yeah. what people are thinking about the draft and whatnot is good stuff. Uh, this is actually, and I kind of like the way that, this, that Sando does his stuff because none of these guys are trying to... Um, you know, it doesn't even feel like smoke they're throwing out about themselves or anything. It's just they're, it's these, these executives, none of whom have a pick in the top ten, giving their opinions about what they think might happen yep. in the top ten. So I think you get a little bit of insight into maybe how they feel or what they think of Nick Casario or what they think D'Amico Ryans wants. It's a really interesting way that, that Sando framed this. Um, and they kind of created a mock draft by taking – taking the opinion of three NFL GMs and then multiple NFL top-level executives that Sando just met with at bars and restaurants and hotel lobbies around the combine. It's great stuff. It really is. It really is. So here here are some of the things they're saying about the picks that matter to the Houston Texans. And let's start at one. And and Sando says the consensus seems to be, because as Seth pointed out, there's quotes in here about what these guys think could happen, and then he sort of cobbled together a mock draft based on the opinions, you know, just unscientifically, the opinions he was getting. The consensus seems to be now that Will Anderson would be, if the Bears stay there and yeah. don't trade, would be the number one pick in the draft. And that, yeah. that's, that's logical given what happened with 
Jalen Carter. Here are the quotes under the Bears' number one pick portion of this, though. Uh, a GM from a team picking later and with an established quarterback said this, I think a trade is more likely than not, I would say a 75% chance. I could see it being more of like a Carolina, currently picking ninth, or someone outside the top ten jumping up into that top spot. Carol, Carolina seems to be everybody's darling when it comes to being aggressive and trading up for that number one spot. Part of that is just because Dave Tepper, the owner, has been really aggressive and paying coaches, you know, uh, trading for lesser guys like Sam Darnold. Like, he's given the go-ahead on some pretty aggressive trades to get guys who are, you know, mostly proven bad quarterbacks. <laughs> like, they've been proven to be bad and that he's willing to take a flyer on them. So the notion that he would trade aggressively up into the number one spot, just it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and Frank Reich, I think, I, I don't know if Frank Reich is wired to want to aggressively trade up that way, but he also is uh, hes a good employee. He's going to do it his own way. Oh, yeah, wants. yeah, yeah. Well, I think a couple things. Um, one, yes, I, I think Carolina, that, that would, if Ryan Poles, the GM for Chicago, is being truthful about what he said to Peter King, yeah. that he's got, he knows he can get a, a number one pick in 2024 and 2025 from a team. Yeah. Then he's on the record saying that to Peter King. Said it to Peter King. It was yeah. in the it was in Peter King's Football Morning in America column yesterday. If that's the case, that is a team that's not the Texans or the Colts. There's, I don't think there's any way the Texans or the Colts give up that much draft capital to move up a spot or three spots. In the case of the Colts, that would be a team that is having to make a big move. And going from nine to one is a big move. Yeah, that well, lines then, up. And that's that's one of those classic. Hey, relatively new owner. That is, uh, hasn't been burned as, even though he's been burned a good chunk already. Um, I think he's still, he's in that Dan Snyder trade up for RG3 mode, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and just wants to make a splash as forcefully as possible early on, where the, the Texans have been in the game long enough now, especially with Nick Casario, that I, like, I, I feel like Tepper is more likely to, trade up from number nine think Casario even wants to trade up for number two from two to one if if he could get a, a relative bargain with no first round picks given up here's a cautionary tale for you if you're if you're a team if you're Carolina that's thinking of doing this I'm looking at this graphic from the NFL Network Seth since 2011 there have been six trades by teams to move up into the top five yeah. or within the top five to to get a quarterback yeah these are the quarterbacks 2012 RG3 2016 both Carson Wentz and Jared Goff were drafted by teams that made big moves up into the top two, the Eagles and the Rams, to get their quarterbacks. And these are all quarterbacks who are either so far out of the game or on their second or third team. Mitchell Trubisky, in um, in 2017, the Bears gave up valuable draft capital and move up one spot to get him. Sam Darnold in 2018, the Jets moved up from six to three to get him. And then obviously the Trey Lance trade. None of these have worked out. You know they're they're all other than Trey Lance, who is trending towards being on another team sometime down the road. These guys are all on their second or third teams, or in the case of RG three, they're out of the sport. Yeah, yeah, that's I crazy. If, I mean, honestly, if you just look at look at the success of anybody drafted as a quarterback, yeah, that's true. Um, it, no, 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 but uh, it, it it buttresses the cautionary tale, which is that. It is a huge, huge crapshoot, and yet people are so desperate for quarterbacks that they're willing to trade up. But the as more and more quarterbacks go in the top part of the first round, the the hit rate gets even less. So it's uh, it's a dicey proposition to be that aggressive in trading up. I would also point out that with three of those guys, it actually looked pretty damn awesome early on. 
between RG three, yeah. Jared Goff, and um, Carson Wentz. In Carson Wentz, yep. It's uh, it's 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 that's it's a amazing. good point. That's a yeah. good. That's a real good point. Uh, well, just to close the book on the Bears at one, and then we'll get to the Texans at two. A team president said this about the Bears. In the end, I don't know if they get enough to move down. Maybe you can get a Tampa who is desperate or the Raiders, but I think everybody holds tight and they probably just draft. Yeah, I I think that a lot of these teams could see the merits in any one of those four quarterbacks. There's going to be some teams that are scared off of Anthony Richardson because they want a guy that is more of a – at the very least, if it doesn't work out, he could be a pedestrian quarterback. Yeah. Where with Anthony Richardson, it feels completely boomer bust. Could be a wasted pick. And yeah. I also think, yeah, depending on what the coach thinks about just having a, you know, if you want to run a Ravens-style offense for at least a couple of years and you're cool with that, then Anthony Richardson probably looks like the best out of all these guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, him and Levis probably. If you if you got no qualms about just saying, yeah, we'll rush the dude 25 times a game. Yep. We don't give a damn. Yep, run him into the ground. All right, let's get to it here. Number two, this again is Mike Sando of The Athletic talking to three GMs drafting outside the top ten and several different team executives. All quotes from the combine that he got from hanging out at the restaurants and the hotel lobbies and whatnot. Um, The consensus that Mike Sando comes up with is that the Texans would draft Bryce Young. I don't think that's news to anybody. Um, He says this, the Texans led by Nick Casario are in prime position to land one of the quarterbacks without maneuvering. A GM who was one of the GMs who was quoted previously in the Bears section of this, said, quote, I think Nick sits on the pick, end quote. Yeah. I.e., he will not trade up. It's, I think that's the it, chalk for me right now. Yeah, and uh, and Casario is a pretty active trader. I think that oh, yeah. for, for other GMs that, you know, have been dealing with Nick for a long time, a couple decades in the league, I, I feel like they might have a pretty good gauge on this. This is where I'm willing to take a – a lot of these unnamed executives have no skin in the game and th- these opinions that they have here. And there seems to be a theme of, okay, Casario is not the kind of guy to fall in love with somebody. They're, you know, they didn't... Sean, the Patriots didn't fall in love with Tom Brady. <laughs> so if, uh, you know, like, there, was always, there was always an appropriate emotional distance between Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah. So if you can't fall in love with Tom Brady, then I feel like Casario probably isn't going to fall in love with a random unproven rookie. No. So, I, yeah, I would say I think it's much more likely he sits, sits on the pick. Um, that same GM said, did you already read the part about? I did not. Go ahead. Okay. Nope. I think the first two picks are Young and Stroud. How they go, where they go, depends on how aggressive these t- other teams want to be in getting up there. I At this point right now, I could see Casario like just considering it a true toss-up between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. They like Bryce, Stroud, Bryce Young's ability to see the – the game and the anticipate to read defenses, all of those higher level things. Bryce Young has it. He's just so damn tiny. CJ Stroud does have very good touch and ball placement. Um, he, he throws with anticipation. He doesn't look as much of a natural at it as Bryce Young, but I, I could totally see him saying, look, whoever goes number one, fine. We'll take the other guy. Number two, if they take a quarterback at all. Yeah. In look in some ways, in some ways, well, I would say this. If the Bears were taking a quarterback, what I'm about to say might apply more because if a team jumps up in front of you and takes a quarterback and that quarterback ends up succeeding, then we're going to hear forever about how the Texans won that final game of the year. But sometimes when there's only two quarterbacks or two of anything, it's better to be picking second. If you feel the yeah. same about both of them, it's like, hey, man, there were two. The Rockets are that. When the Rockets got the third pick in the draft this year, 
the feeling in the building over there, I know, was, oh, there's three guys in this draft. You know, yeah. they can take Paolo, they can take Chen. Now, I don't know how well it's working out, but on the night of the draft night, nobody's criticizing them for taking the leftover there, Jabari Smith, you know? I think that, um, yeah, yeah. If you, if, if you look at however individual teams evaluate risk, I think there are, especially after seeing Anthony Richardson in person and seeing just how freakishly athletic and big he is. He's not just athletic, he's big and athletic. Yeah. I think there, there's a very good chance that there's some GM out there who knows full well about Anthony Richardson's accuracy issues and who also knows that it's not so simple to change the mechanical things. I see so many people saying, well, Anthony Richardson's accuracy issues are uh, based in mechanical flaws, so all you have to do is fix those. If you watch the NFL lately, have you seen some of the mediocre 10-year veteran NFL quarterbacks who still have mechanical issues? Yeah. It's not just it's not the simplest thing to change. Nope. A lot of times you're battling physiology as you're trying to you're trying to fix these mechanical issues. Uh, so I think that they're willing the teams that are willing to trade up to number 1 know that it's a complete crapshoot as to whether they can actually fix those mechanical issues but the upside is so huge, huge. that if you can pull a Josh Allen and get his mechanics right that somebody's going to fall in love with that notion i don't think it's Casario so that would be the dream scenario is if Casario really doesn't like Anthony Richardson but some team trades up to number 1 to take Anthony Richardson yeah. so he still has the pick of the litter from from his own draft board. i still think they find a way to get Bryce Young at 2 i i, I think I feel yeah. stronger about that after the combine. After all these quarterbacks seem to have good weekends up there, I feel stronger. Yeah. I feel stronger that that there's going to be a lot of teams that maybe just lay back and take take whichever ones are left over rather than giving up first round picks to move up and go get a guy. Other right, right, exactly. You know? And if they do though too, I could see I it might very well look like this. There might be a majority of teams that have Bryce Young highest on their draft board. But the teams that don't have Bryce Young highest on their draft board are more likely to trade up to number one. I think that the fact that a lot of teams really like Bryce Young but are terrified of his size make it very unlikely for them to trade up to number one overall because the narrative is too easy after that. Yeah. Oh, you traded up to number one yep. for a 194-pound quarterback, and I know he was 205 for one morning during the combine. Um he got injured in his first year. Boom, that GM's gone. It's just, it's too fraught with obvious risk. Yep. Where the other risks are more subtle with those other guys. And with Anthony Richardson, the risk is obvious, but the, the offset on his physical skills is so ridiculously high that it's hard to blame people for, for thinking of the upside there. That's right. Um, one more on the Texans here. This is from an executive from a team who's picking in the top 10. Said this of the Texans. I can't see Houston moving up. I see them gambling that there's a quarterback there at 12, hmm. end quote. I completely hmm. disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I, if, if, they're, if they're doing that, it means that they don't like any of these guys, I think. If they're, if they're just not taking a guy. Because I, I don't know. The only, one, the only one I think that would be there at 12 is if people just punt on Anthony Richardson and just say, you know what, the arm stuff is just – it's too much for us to – to overlook. It's just, it's not good enough. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the Seahawks are a team that had been, you know, a, a potential quarterback sucker-upper. Uh, for the, You know, you got these four quarterbacks that are probably top 15 picks. The Seahawks are potentially now out of that conversation. I uh, People have floated it that, hey, 
If you look at Geno Smith's contract, it's very front-loaded. It'd be easy to draft a guy, especially like Anthony Richardson, and let him sit and learn for a year. Um, but I don't know. I think that uh, it's, if you're going to lock up Geno Smith, you'd probably rather I, – I, it strikes me as Pete Carroll – would rather take that uh, one of these great defensive players that are available right now. For what it's worth, Sando thinks, according to all the intel he was getting, that the Seahawks are indeed taking Anthony Richardson with the fifth pick. So really, yeah, but yeah. Now this this article was written before the Geno Smith uh, good contract was in place. Yes, that's a good that's a good point. Um, the other team in the top ten, top five, really that I think Texan fans are interested in is the Colts because they're a in the Texans division and b they are viewed as the team that could that are most likely to leapfrog the Texans and go up and get the first pick and take the quarterback of their choice. There's a lot in here about the Colts. Um, this is a um, a GM who said he thought Houston would sit. The guy who said he thought Houston would sit on the pick said this about the Colts, Seth. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Ballard will fall in love enough with any one quarterback. I think he'll be happy with whoever comes to him. I think the owner, Jim Irsay, will say, okay, if we say there are three or four guys, we'd better end up with one of them. Um, end quote. I love that. We better get one of these three or four. If we're going to, we better get a quarterback who is in the upper quartile of the upper in quartile. The upper quartile yes. Winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. We need a quarterback who epitomizes that. <laughs> um, I guess the fear would be for Ballard. Okay. Is if if the top maybe they only like three of the top four, and if those quarterbacks go boom, one, boom, two, three. boom, one, two, three, yeah, and then you're sitting there drafting your least favorite guy, <laughs> yes, that's, that's uh, the fear, that's, yeah. But I also, man, I don't know, I I know that the Colts are viewed as well. That's it. It's uh, it's put up or shut up time. It's been put up or shut up time ever since Andrew Luck abruptly retired they've had multiple opportunities where they could have been super aggressive and gone after somebody uh, you know a Tom Brady or something like that and they didn't do it in any of that time so I guess my question is still all right what what is different about this put up or shut up time as opposed to previous put up or shut up time? this this is where this is where Jalen Carter's saga comes into play Seth the defensive tackle out of Georgia who's in some legal trouble right now Jalen Carter getting into trouble has kind of destabilized the top four or five a little bit to where yeah. Will Anderson is the clear-cut number one non-quarterback. So let's say the Bears stay at one and take Will Anderson, and then the Texans take Bryce Young at two. That opens up Arizona for business at three. I don't think Arizona drafts a quarterback, but I think they could look at it and go, okay, the top guy now, you know, because of a lack of baggage, is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, but yep. he's coming off a foot injury. And we feel like there's a handful of guys. We like some of these corners. We think they can help us just as much. That would be the fear is that three turns into the new one. You know what I mean? Like the Bears, they put it one. Texans make their move. And now you know, okay, now CJ, they take Bryce Young. And now there's a bidding war for CJ Stroud at three. That kind of like this is a really interesting draft, man. Yeah. If Young and Stroud are still available. It's gonna yeah, it'll be super interesting. Yeah, I, this is where I hope I hope the Bears don't trade before free agency, like some reports have them eager to do. I, I think that look the the GM there in Chicago has already kind of put himself out there by insisting that he knows he can get a first rounder in 2024 and 2025 for that number one overall pick. Yeah, I don't think that that trade is forthcoming. Until right before the draft, when yep. some team is genuinely feeling like nobody, I don't think there's a team out there right now that is saying like, "Yeah, I got to forsake my future right this moment." No, 
before we really have all of our coaches weigh in on everything? I, I don't think they'll do it. Not before. Dude, these quarterbacks all have flaws that are well-known. They want to yeah. bring them in the building. They want to go to their pro days. The, the, the calendar yeah, doesn't still, line up uh, for polls. There's still time for something to show up in one of the background yeah, checks. Yeah, absolutely. You know? like, there's still time for one of these guys to go off and get a DUI. I don't, I don't need any of that in my life. No. I trade away my future right now. When was the 49ers trade? A couple weeks before the draft? I'll look it up, but it was definitely yeah. after free agency started, for sure. Yeah. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you here on a Tuesday, 713-572-4610. Um, the Astros, they, I, had, they, I called this uh, – on Twitter yesterday, their first crisis of this season. I was accused of fear mongering on Twitter. Was I fear mongering? Was I fear mongering on Twitter yesterday about the Houston Astros? We'll read my tweet. We'll discuss next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 